Fika with Annika. Welcome everyone to another episode of Fika with Annika. I hope that you're relaxing with a nice cup of coffee or tea or other beverage of your choice as uh, we listen to an interview with ANSA resident Julie Vanderlinden. Julie is a quantum energetics practitioner and a certified nutritional counselor. She also uses quantum reflex analysis to determine energetic and nutritional deficiencies in people. With no more ado, here's Julie Vanderlinden. So Julie, I know that you have quite a bit of experience with quantum energy healing. It seems to be uh, your uh, natural forte. I'm very passionate about it. I um, got involved with the medical community with the birth of my first child, Amy, who had cystic fibrosis. And so I was thrown into the depths of Western medicine with that. But when she was three months old, I um, met a Dr. Fryman. She was an osteopath, in, a world-renowned osteopath in La Jolla. She actually um, developed the unwinding technique of cranial sacral work. So she ingrained in me uh, how important nutrition is. So I was really kind of caught between Western medicine and allopathy and osteopathy. And um, after losing Amy uh, to a nosocomial infection, which was hospital acquired, I became very disillusioned with Western medicine and then turned to um, actually food for comfort, but in a constructive way. Oh, I was in the nursing program when Amy passed, and I had to pull out because there was just no physical or emotional way I could grieve and be there for my family, so I chose my family. But I did um, start taking culinary classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and that kind of helped me make sure I... <laughs> got back into society because that was a really deep hole All right. for me. So was this culinary uh, 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 classes with a nutritional aspect or or just for the sake of... Uh, no, just a culinary. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and it was very therapeutic. And as a result, I ended up with a personal chef service. But even uh, during all my schooling, uh, the culinary department, uh, I then got a sous chef position at a cooking school on El Paseo in San Diego, or in um, Palm Desert. And I still have all my notes and recipes from that class. It was very fun. But I always still, you know, I'd cross out canola oil and put avocado oil. So I was always changing the recipes to make sure it was health oriented. I see. And that was my forte of my personal chef service was more health oriented food. So uh, nutrition's deeply ingrained in me, and um, learning about how important um, emotional well-being is on our health too. But anyway, through these changes, I was kind of led to quantum energetics structured therapy, and um, I was actually um, getting acupuncture at a chiropractor's office and noticed quantum energetics on their window. And I had asked the chiropractor, what is this quantum energetics? Because that was, you know, 11, 12 years ago. That's when quantum was the buzzword. And he said that this new modality is the most fascinating and effective modality he has seen. 
And when he can't get results with his clients, he would refer them to um, the practitioner there, Kathleen Krellner. So this is a chiropractor doing acupuncture. No, he he also had. I'm sorry. Okay. Also had an acupuncturist in the office. Okay. But when those treatments were not effective, then they would then try the quantum energy work. Correct. Okay. All right. Continue. And, and I was so impressed with him as a healer because he didn't have the ego that, you know, that he shared that information with me. I just, you know, fell in love with this chiropractor and he actually ended up in my QE class with me. So it was, he was a great um, addition to this class that I was in learning QE. So how many years have you been doing QE then? I guess 11, 12. Okay. Yeah. And I have to admit, it would, it took a little convincing because I was so science-minded with my um, nursing courses. I'm far more comfortable, I was then far more comfortable with science because it seemed very cut and dry to me than this kind of woo-woo energy stuff. But it's the effects are profound and it's just mind-boggling what energy medicine can do for you and that's kind of what everyone's calling out energy medicine even um, dr oz i've heard him say on one of his shows that it's energy medicine that's going to be the new wave of the future well i've been lucky enough to have been underneath your 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 care when i hurt my back uh, a few weeks ago and um, I must say that, you know, I was a little skeptic at first, um, but as I'm laying on the table and, and you're uh, doing what, you're performing the, 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 uh, the process and, it, you know, counting and calling out numbers and, and just it, it, right when you say woo-woo, it's like, mm. and, you know, it was, a, it was a miracle cure. You know, I went from, uh, you know, walking, you know, at a 45 degree angle to the table to being pretty much, uh, you know, cured from my pinched nerve in my back. Yeah. And, and it was uh, 45 minutes and it was all very comfortable, no pain associated. It was uh, really um, a, quite an experience. And I look forward to the next time when I have an ache and pain can come over <laughs> <laughs> and, and get cured again. Yeah. Um, but I know that you, you, you mentioned in the beginning the cranial sacral. Cranial sacral work. Sacral well, work. Cranial sacral work is more associated with osteopathy. That's uh, uh, osteopathy. There are doctors that specialize in cranial sacral work. And I have had cranial training, but I basically just did that because I wanted the own knowledge for my own, you know, I wanted the, to learn the technique for my own knowledge and how it compares with QE. But with QE, uh, it all starts every client starts with the type of cranial work that we do and there's five different procedures and as you remember it's done with breath with the inhalation so I'm basically challenging uh, the sutures on the cranium and um, with applied kinesiology so when I was muscle testing you that's giving me yes and no answers so the cranial work kind of sets the stage for the this process and it's a very structured process and we when you heard I think I told you just ignore me you're gonna hear me mumble numbers what the numbers is it's a very unique language system that we use to communicate with your body your subconscious knows everything that's going on within your body so 
I tap on your sternum, on your chest, numeric codes, that's in a Morse code fashion, and then I muscle test. And if it's weak, it indicates on some energetic level, something is, something is, needs energy that corresponds with that number. What that number, it, it could be, um, um, I'm trying to blank. <laughs> you know, say a bone fracture. Okay. Uh, like you may have broken a bone, and it could be a very old energy, but um, the energetic fracture is still there. So that there's a corrective procedure. So a practitioner infuses energy or projects energy into the body, into the client's body, either with a single or dual contact holds, or using the with choreograph with the client's breath a direction of weakness. So we kind of swipe on the area. So we're working, perhaps I should explain what the energy body is. We all have, um, everything is energetic. Everything's vibrating with atoms, you know, spinning around. Everything's energetic. So I, we kind of consider, if, if you consider a, the body, a holographic image of your body has its own unique blueprint that is you, Annika. Well, that energetic body or grid can get disrupted by traumas, energies, uh, um, injuries. Um, birth is a trauma in of itself. But we're mostly, uh, we're, we're particularly interested in any cranial injuries, any head injuries that you might have. You know, and it doesn't require a true concussion to create damage to the energetic field. So. When we find, so like we can tap a code and find, um, you know, a diaphragmatic entrapment, that's number 36. So if, if I get a weak response on there, I know on an energetic level, something is going on where the stomach's kind of caught up in the diaphragm. And we have a simple procedure to release that. And people have had profound results from that. You know, as practitioners, we don't diagnose or treat disease. We listen to the body, we tap codes, and codes kind of, um, every function and dysfunction in the body has its own frequency. And what the developer of this program did is he attached a numeric code to that. So just like here in California, if you, Southern California, if you dial the radio to 95.5, you're always gonna get KLOS. It's that specific. So it's just as specific for us when we tap codes in the body and get yes or no, that reveals to us that on an energetic level, something is corresponding with a certain condition in your body. And with that, there is a corrective procedure that triggers a healing response within your body, somehow affects that energetic grid and triggers the body to make its own repairs. Our bodies were designed to heal itself, whether it's a hangnail or cancer. When we get all the interference fields out of the way, get all the toxins out of the body, get all the emotional traumas out of the body, I truly believe, and so does Deepak Chopra, there isn't any um, disease out there that the body can't overcome. There's a, you know, a lot of variances involved in that, and one of which, if somebody has a subconscious belief about themselves that they aren't worthy of being well, then that body will manifest that no matter how much work you do to try to 
turn your health condition around. So, uh, if I'm understanding correctly, old injuries is a simple thing as to, you know, as, as a, a fractured bone in your hand at some point could be affecting the energy flow in your body, which then is affecting other things exactly. in your body. Okay. Exactly. And so you just set it right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's, it's also, and it feels like, to me, from my experience with QE, kind of like the concept of defragging your computer, if you know that concept. Yes. When you get everything put away in the right files and get rid of all the garbage, how efficiently your computer runs and, and fast and efficient. Well, that, that's true with our bodies as well. Um, we, we see enhanced energy. We see uh, metabolic issues improving. We see rapid mending of wounds and traumas and um, pain relief. So it's, okay. it's amazing. So uh, other than just a, you know, a, a, a back pain like, like mine, what other type of uh, uh, injuries or diseases uh, would you address this with? Well, I really can't think of any one thing that it doesn't help. I can give you a few examples of some. Um, one, I had a client who had chronic migraines that ended up, you know, Western medicine treated him with pain relievers, which ended up, he ended up, you know, in the polypharmacy of medications and and drug addiction problems like that. And he, I've only treated him once, and he came in, no, maybe twice, and um, so just during the cranial work, uh, I was um, doing the procedure that involved the lacrimal bone that's right there by your tear duct. Tear duct. And uh, he said, wow, that's right where my pain radiates. So after the cranial work, he actually sat up afterwards, and I told him, just sit there for a minute, and immediately his nose started running. So I handed him some tissue, he blew his nose, and when he took a breath through his sinuses, he went, oh my God, I can breathe again. He had lost his sense of smell for years and got it back just after the cranial work. So what I surmised was the issue. He was a musician and a big speaker, he was loading equipment, big speaker hit him in the head, right here on the forehead and it locked up this lacrimal bone. So with QE, we have a lot of procedures for sutural separations. There's, you know, because the cranium is a series of 22 different bones that are locked together like this. Okay. And there's motion there. They move, they should be moving. And um, by releasing that tension and that energetic blockage there in the uh, lacrimal bone, all the energy flow is going better. So it was kind of like a capacitor is just keeping energy f just right there. It wasn't free flowing correctly and created a great deal of pain for him. And to my knowledge, he hasn't had a migraine since. I haven't seen him again. And he was eternally grateful for that. <laughs> it was, yes. I can certainly understand why. And then other things like uh, TMJ, you, uh, I believe that. Yes. That's I, something. um, I also work, I have a um, clientele in Thousand Oaks. I work out of a very high-end dental office there that specializes in TMJ and sleep disorders. But uh, this very progressive 
dentist, orthodontist, uses acupuncture, and he has a nutritionist come in and he requires his clients to have an hour's worth of nutrition with a dear friend of mine, um, Randy and his wife, Colette Freiberg. And um, he now has me uh, treat his clients as well. So um, I was working on one of the, um, it was the dentist, the Dr. Shirazi's client and the nutritionist was trying to help this woman who's had a decade of TMJ issues. Her jaw would just go off to the side. Like she could not get her jaw to hinge straight and a lot of pain and other issues. And she spent 10 years with a multitude of different practitioners, doctors, modalities, medications, and with the cranial work, and I focused on the um, temporalis muscle, which hinges on the mandible, uh, she got dramatic improvement. She said with that one treatment, she got more relief than the entire 10 years of all the other people that had treat her, treated her for this. So most likely some trauma created a disruption. Her muscles weren't getting the clear message on how to function correctly and or hinged, had a little hitch in its giddy up. And um, I was able to release that and get good um, energetic coherence through her body and it relieved it. It's pretty exciting really. It's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a thrill for the patient. It is. It and is. I'm sure for you, too. I'm very satisfied. I love my job. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Team Anza to Walk Again in American Heart Association event. Employees of Anza Electric Cooperative have vowed to take a hike on April 13th of this year. Accompanied by family and friends, they will participate in the 2019 Southwest Riverside County Heart Association Heart and Stroke Walk. The walk will be held Saturday, April 13th at Lake Skinner in Winchester. The 5K walk event will begin at 4 p.m. This is the third consecutive year that the Anza Co-op has been a prominent player in this annual event, said General Manager Kevin Short, who serves as an executive leadership team member with the Southwest Riverside Heart Association. The purpose of the walk is to raise funds for research and educational programs aimed at reducing heart disease across the country. The efforts of the AEC have made Anza one of the leading players in the Southwest Riverside County chapter's efforts. Last year, we raised $7,335 for the American Heart Association, Short pointed out. This year, we're targeting $8,000 and we're making great progress to that goal, but we could use the help of local citizens to get us there. According to the American Heart Association, over 795,000 people in the U.S. suffer a stroke each year, and 140,000 are fatal. About 87% of these strokes are the result of blood flow to the brain being inhibited or blocked completely. The American Heart Association has been leading the way for funding scientific research and public education on heart and cardiovascular health since 1924. The AHA is the leading funder of heart disease and stroke research outside the federal government, providing more than $4.3 billion in research dollars since 1949. They are the largest voluntary organization dedicated to fighting heart disease and stroke. Interested in participating or donating? Check out the 2019 Southwest Riverside County Heart Association information on Co-op's website, www.anzaelectric.org.
Hello, KOYT listeners. This is Kevin Short from Anzo Electric Cooperative, and I'm here just to talk with you just a little bit about a, an opportunity that we have in our area with the help of the Riverside County Information Technology Department. We're giving away free refurbished computers uh, to income qualified individuals throughout our service territory. Right now we have 50 computers ready to go. We're working with KOIT Radio to make applications available for anyone that's interested in uh, obtaining a computer. So stop by the radio station, stop by the co-op, or uh, look us up online at anzelectric.org. The Coyote. Listen to it. Welcome back to Fika with Anika. The muscle testing. You mentioned it in the beginning how, you know, as you're doing the work and, and then you're, the muscle testing. Uh, can you give me just a little bit of uh, background on that or, or, or uh, how it works and I guess why it works? Why it works? It's applied kinesiology and um, there's several ways of applying it. <laughs> Um, I use uh, I use both an O-ring muscle testing with the fingers for certain things, and but I usually use the arm for um, getting my yes and no answers. Because you actually, if you reverse polarity, put your palm on top of your head, right at the center point of your crown is GB20. All the meridian lines in the body intercept right there. So. Uh, like with you, I have to determine if somebody is right or left brain dominant. And that has nothing to do with intelligence versus creativity. It just determines which direction I do the cranial work on a client. So uh, a way to start getting yes and that I'm getting yes and no, correct yes and no answers from the client, I can reverse polarity and that's going to temporarily weaken the arm. So I muscle test and I'll get a consistent weak and then I put the palm up there and it strengthens it up again. So then I know I can get a good yes and no. And then by tapping on the IAP's alarm points, um, we determine which one, which so which side goes weak on me determines what brain dominance they are, which then determines which direction I do the cranial work. So when you're talking about muscle weakness, mm -hmm. and uh, basically, so you do um, a, a touch or a tap mm -hmm. or something, and you ask me to, uh, since I underwent this, I understand the process, but I just want to explain it a little bit um, uh, to the audience here. So uh, basically, you'll tap, and then you'll, um, a, a slight resistance on my hand, if I, you know, either I can... I can push back to it, or or I just don't have the strength to do that. Right. And and um, then you make an adjustment, and then suddenly my arm is strong again. Am I describing that? Correctly? Well, that's exactly the results of me reversing polarity. Okay. So I can get I can make it weak or strong depending on if I reverse polarity there at the uh, crown chakra, the the uh, meridian point of all meridian points there on GV twenty. And and that that just estab that I use to establish if you're right or left brain dominant when I tap on the eye points. Once I get that and I do the cranial work, then I start tapping codes on you. You know, my daughter once oh, right. thought, uh, you know, why is she picking lint off my shirt? <laughs> but uh, okay. Uh, and and then tapping of the codes, the Morse code fashion is so a, a single tap on the finger is one. A twist is a 10, 
If I do a depression of two fingers, that's 10,000. A swipe across is 100,000. And a million is a firm depression. So we just do it very fast, just like Morse code fashion. Once you learn it, you could, you know, dot, 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 you know, that sort of thing. So with that, I'm, I'm looking at the number. I'm tapping it. I'm using my intention. Yes. And if I get a weak response, that indicates to me that on an energetic level, something is going on with your, with that condition with you in the, in the body. So with that, we have list books that gives a corrective procedure for um, whatever that happens to be. I see. So then I infuse the body with energy, and most times it's not even related to the organ or the area. Um, so, that, you know, that kind of throws clients off. They would think I should be infusing energy right on the organ, and many times I do. But uh, there's, there's no rhyme or reason I'd, where they are. I didn't do that research. I just right. have... You know, the recipe book, I call it, you know. Uh, right. So I know something fascinating about, about this procedure with the, the muscle testing is that I know that you use it in your gardening, that you actually test on yourself. You ask the plant, is this a good place? Is this where you want to be? I do. And, and then you plant and you have success, or if you don't do it that way, and, or if you didn't listen, uh, you, you're not as successful. Would you mind elaborating a little bit, and maybe we'll move on to a little bit of gardening talk? Here? Sure, sure. Well, uh, and I, I muscle test, so I self-muscle test, and I do a lot of that when I'm working with QE as well, so I'm not having to tap every code and wear out the client's arm, so I'll do, I do my own self-testing to get yes and no answers. I'm using you know both hands like this. Right. The, the, audience can't see it but no but but what you're doing is you're putting uh, two fingers together my pinky and, and thumb right and uh, go ahead and explain the it. pinky and the thumb on one hand and then I have my thumb and my index finger on the other kind of a duck bill uh, position and I'm uh, I'm pulling apart the fingers I'm using the same constriction on one hand as I'm doing the opening up with the other so to get yes and no answers, if it breaks, that indicates uh, a need for energy or nutrition. So okay. um, anyway, so I get I get yes and no answers. So you know, I've I've asked my plants, do you need more nitrogen? Yes, no. Do you need more potassium? Yes, no. And I do everything with muscle testing. Even my husband says, well, muscle test it. <laughs> <laughs> it works. I'm very comfortable with it. You know, we're surrounded by universal intelligence. Of course. We're all using the same mind. Well, I mean, it's invisible, but there's energy all around us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody that, that uh, you know, that we're just energetic beings. We are. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I had the pleasure of seeing your garden last year, and I believe um, you had an abundance of, like, raspberry bushes, and you had... Uh, two raised beds full of your organic um, plants and your saffron bulbs and there was like really uh, a gourmet kitchen out in that garden do you want to talk a little bit about your garden and, and what you how you use it and, and how you grow sure I grow almost every herb I use with the exception of cumin I can't not grow enough cumin it's one of my favorite herbs 
But you're but able I, to grow it here. It I just have not. grown it here, but it would, you know, I it, it didn't put a dent in what I need. Oh. <laughs> but I grow my own, um, uh, you know, parsley sage, rosemary, and thyme. I have turmeric, which I brought home from Hawaii. I've got um, a lot of perennials. Um, I've got which um, sunchokes which actually is kind of a medicinal herb actually because it has such an abundance of prebiotics that feeds our healthy gut flora and um, uh, saffron bulbs I've got one summer I had a hundred and three different species growing here of uh, fruit trees um, vegetables herbs both medicinal and culinary so I've got comfrey. I've and abundantly ab also. Yeah. You you, yeah. you definitely have a green thumb. Yeah, and I and I believe muscle testing has a lot to do with that. So I actually I like to communicate with my garden. So I'll even must you know if I bring a new plant and said you know do you want to be here no here no here yes okay I'll put it there even though it might be not be my idea of the best place for it but I I have found over the years that you need to put it where it's going to grow best and um, you can get these yes and no answers through self muscle testing. So do you also do it on animals? I have done QE on animals, so... My Muttley. My Muttley yeah. was under treatment for a short time with you. Yeah, and he did get some relief. He did. He did. It, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it took him out of some pain. We did lose him, that poor little baby. I love that right. dog. But I have treated my daughter's dog, my own dog. I thought he got um, vaccine injury, um, but he was hobbling. And um, it was rough because their anatomy's legs are dramatically different than ours. So I had to, um, I did a, a simplified form of the cranial work on the dog, just the ones that I didn't have to choreograph with breath. And um, yeah, he got better. So that kind of proves that you don't have to believe in it for, for it to work, you know. Dogs don't know what you're doing. Okay. And I still have pictures. He just, you know, put him on my table and he hops up there. He loves he loves getting treated. It's, um, you know, human touch is an amazing thing, you know. Nothing like a hug or um, a well-placed corrective procedure with using quantum energetic structure therapy. I, uh, and I've had people say to me, well, that energy work, it only works if you believe in it. And that's... Simply That's not, not true. It is simply not true. I treated a gentleman, um, his son, which is a friend of my daughter's, brought his dad in, and he said to me, I just want to ski with my dad one more time. Just Can you help him with this? He had had a knee injury that he suffered for 15 years. The doctors told him it would take surgery to correct this injury. Sometimes it would be fine, and then others he would be going up or down stairs, and it would give out, and he would just fall. So he came in to my office, and I think I treated him for like two, maybe three hours. And I knew I wasn't going to see him again because he hemmed and hawed and rolled his eyes. And I knew he thought it was just a bunch of hooey and uh, did the cranial work. And I went specifically to the uh, list of codes for ligament and muscle injuries specific to the knee. 
and um, normally we like to work in succession numerically but I knew you know when pain is an issue we we do go directly to that and um, he left and I thought well I'm never gonna hear from him again but then as it turned out six months later he sent me a text and said this is um, you know John's dad and I just wanted to let you know that after about 30 days after you treated me I realized my knee didn't hurt me anymore it was kind of a gradual transition that worked on him and he was now training for the Long Beach half marathon running five miles three times a week and this is after 15 years of, of being yes uh, oh, wow yeah huge and and on someone who did not believe in it right that's pretty fantastic it is fantastic yeah yeah and I I love working with sports injuries, particularly with young kids, because they heal so quick. Uh, I worked on a young lady who was on the wrestling team, and she had a knee injury, and she was unable to straighten it. She could only straighten it. I don't know what's that. It's like a forty-five degree angle. Yeah, yeah not not quite that sharp, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, and she came in on crutches. She had been in physical therapy for I think six weeks, and the leg just would not straighten out. And she was concerned because if she didn't wrestle in the CIF tournament, she would not qualify for the state finals. So I worked on her twice, and I believe it was the first visit. First I did the cranial work, like I have to, and then I went right to the ligaments. And as I was working on her, her leg just relaxed and went straightened out on the table. We both went, wow, check that out. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. And after the second treatment, she came back the next day, um, walked in, no crutches. And uh, the following day, she wrestled in the CIF tournament and took second place and wrestled in the state finals. So that was six weeks of physical therapy and whatever Western medicine was doing for that didn't work. And uh, two treatments with QE and she um, took second place in the CIF tournament. I was a nervous wreck. The mother in me was concerned, you know. Of course. I said, wrap it up baby it, you know, just because there's no pain doesn't mean it's not still vulnerable, but in her case, um, she still wrestles today. She's a tough gal. Well, there's another, another great story. Yeah, these, we have thousands of them in the QE family community. We just see amazing things, and it's, it's such a treat for me to be able to help a body facilitate their own healing. You know, because it's it's the client's body doing the work. It's not me. I'm just kind of moving the roadblocks out of the way so the energetic flow can, you know, they can get energetic coherence to the body and, and it functions again. Right. You know, we can have traumas that, cr that, ha that maintains a cellular memory to that trauma. That's what we want to remove and eliminate. So the genesis of the new cell development still continues that trauma. So with QE, we see eliminating that and getting long-lasting results with this body of work. And I've often thought of it as putting money in the bank because um, when we do a corrective procedure, we don't expect to have to duplicate that again. There are about 95% of the time we don't expect to do, have to do that again, like the cranial work. I'm cranial sacral trained as well, and that is something that you do over and over and over again, but with QE's cranial work, it's only done once. Unless you've had a traumatic head injury, then of course we would check 
to make sure that you know nothing doesn't have to be redone on it. So it's um, we have lasting. You know, most most of my clients up here that I've seen for a while, you know, I kind of um, they get fixed and they don't have to come back, and that's a beautiful thing. You know, unlike other uh, <laughs> modalities, yeah, they they count on that repeat repeat customers to keep their businesses alive. Right. So with us, it's just by basically referrals because it's very difficult to advertise, you know, energy work because um, it is an, um, can be a difficult concept to grasp. But I think once they've walked in through your doors, then, you know, they, they understand it yeah. and been through it. Now, I did have another question, too. I, I believe that you do, uh, where you hold like a, a morsel of, uh, of, of food in your hand and then you test to see if you have allergies against that. Is that something that you also do? Allergy elimination, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't think you saw that here, so I'm kind of... I, it's probably from a, an experience I had uh, in a former life in L.A., <laughs> um, where uh, the lady was a chiropractor and an acupuncturist, and she was testing me, and she would put, like, um, a kernel of corn in a tube uh, in my hand and would then test to see if I was weak, Mm -hmm. uh, again, muscle weakness, mm -hmm. and and found that I was allergic to corn, uh, salt, uh, seafood, and some other things. And then she tapped me on my back with the, I don't know, it was like tap, 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 tap along my spine, yeah. and then avoid these foods for three days, and then you can start eating them again, yeah. and you won't have um, reactions. I think what that uh, was referred to as N-A-E-T, does that ring a bell? It was so long ago. Yeah, I, that sounds I, like N-A-E-T, and I don't do that specific modality, okay. but I'm interested in learning it. It is on my um, bucket list. It, but it's all part of, you know, the, the uh, eating well and growing your own food and knowing what you're putting in your body right. and, uh, you know, eliminating things that your body doesn't agree with. Right. And, and Allergies so can be eliminated, and, and uh, what we have found as well is if somebody's had an emotional trauma, like seeing their dog get hit by a car or something. Whatever they were eating at the time, say broccoli, they now have an allergy to broccoli. Having a trauma, the body will, you know, kind of attach antigens to whatever you're eating at the time and then it ends up being an allergy. So one of the ways we help treat food allergies is to do that emotional detoxing to eliminate that. But I also have another, it's using kind of a zapper of Hulda Clark's, and it's using applied kinesiology and getting yes and no answers and having this current go in, because um, you know food allergies can affect meridian flow as well, and not just you know the anaphylactic or rash or breathing problems, um, it can affect other conditions in the body too. So. Um, Another QE friend, practitioner of mine, uh, does a lot of this, and I've been trained by it from her, and um, plan to incorporate it more into my practice because, uh, you know, there's a lot of... It just seems that our generation has more food allergies than ever, and maybe we've just been traumatized too much. Well, I think... May I never become allergic to ice cream. <laughs> I'll try clear for you if you ever okay. do that. 
Well, I think the gut issues are primarily from the food sources that we eat, you know. The Roundup, the glyphosates in the food is just tearing up our guts, killing off the good flora. Uh, and there's strong evidence of that. It's not just um, a conspiracy. Oh, no, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, most, a lot of um, metabolic problems do start with the gut. So healing up the gut is a big, big problem. So on another note, so being a, a chef, what's your favorite recipe? What is the one thing that you would feed your family or have a friend coming over? What's the one thing that, that gives you joy? Huh. Well, I don't think I have a favorite recipe because I have a lot of favorites, so I can't really pick one. Okay. But my, I think stock cookery is my favorite. Uh, you know, making the bone broths, making a good rich beef demigloss that I can make sauces out of. You know, I stews, see. all those. You know, I'm I love raw cooking and and vegetables. I'm not a I have been a vegetarian, but I am not currently a vegetarian. My body needs a little more than that. But yeah, stock cookery. Even, you know, even vegetable stock. I save all the scraps that my you know like the onion and celery ends and tips and um, make stock out of that because you know I eat 100% try to eat 100% organic and it's spendy so you need to extract every mineral you can out of it and of that's course. what stock cookery does is it really extracts a lot of nutrients into a very bioavailable form you know a good bone broth is excellent for healing up gut issues so Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it for this time. I'd certainly like to come and spend another half hour with you another day. I would love we, that. We expand on what we talked about. Yeah. But um, we'll just uh, move it forward. Okay. Thank you for listening in for another episode of Fika with Anika. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Julie Vanderlinden. If you have questions for Julie, please don't hesitate to contact her through her website at GardenPathWellness.com. Thank you for listening. Catch you next week. Thank you for listening in to Fika with Anika. Enjoy your cup of Fika Wednesdays at 3 p.m. and replayed Sundays at 1 p.m.